You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Guess what? I have a new training for you. It is my free overwhelm masterclass and cheat sheet. And when you leave a written review on iTunes on the Health Coach Nation podcast and you email info at HaleyRowe.com with the subject line podcast review and a screenshot of your review, I will email you the free Overwhelm Masterclass and Overwhelm Cheat Sheet. So I cannot wait to share it with you, and thank you so much for being a listener on this podcast, sharing your valuable time with me, and now let's get into the episode. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. I am here with a special guest today, and we're going to be talking all about the overwhelming mindset blocks that come with running your own online coaching business, the energy work you got to do if you want to be rocking it in your business, and also touch on a little bit about the process of doing your work, doing your coaching, doing your retreats, doing things that take a lot of guts and a lot of courage, but also require a lot of work and marketing. So we'll tap on a little bit of everything today. And I'm going to let our guest introduce herself and her name so that everybody <laughs> can check her out. Hi, everybody. My name is Adit Chuchagi. I'm a licensed therapist and life coaching um, expert in the field of mental health and wellness. And I'm located here in sunny California and in the Bay Area specifically. And I've been in the field of mental health for 14 years. And re more recently, the last couple of years, been in uh, business for myself. Yay. Well, we love entrepreneurs here and we also love mindset work. So as somebody who has worked with so many women and men on their mindset, can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about what would you say the biggest blocks you see people doing to themselves to self-sabotage or to to block them from achieving success? Yeah, great question, Haley. Even myself included, I can relate. And so many of my clients come in and I would say the overall theme, the umbrella of what gets in the way is our limiting beliefs that you know, along the way in your own unique life experiences, people have said things to you, even early on in childhood, that have stayed and stuck with you in a way that then shapes you to think that you can't achieve more than you think you can. And so there's ways to unpack that in therapy and coaching and and, and really coming to know what they are specifically for you, what your limiting beliefs are. So you can begin to really undo that and step into your power and potential and really like just break the glass ceiling. Yes, it's so true that most of the limits, I would say about <laughs> almost all of the limits we put on ourselves are self-induced or things that we've just learned to practice over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I always like that Abraham Hicks um, quote about how beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking over and over again. So in order to start to loosen those up, you have to start to open your mind to new thoughts and possibilities. And I think one of the most common, I think what you just said about how we learn something and then we just put a ceiling on ourselves. I think some of the most common ceilings, I guess, I see in um, the coaches that I work with are things like, can, can, yeah, maybe they could do this, but could I really do this? I mean, right. I am shy or I am lazy or <laughs> whatever it is for them. So how do we start to, once we know maybe what the belief is, how do we start to shift that? Yeah, that's such a, it's, 
it takes time. So I think first just acknowledging that it's going to take time and to really allow this growth process to happen. Um, the biggest thing is just making yourself proud. So really beginning to set growth goals, not actual kind of like the goals, like, you know, where it's just like a checkbox, but instead, like, what is the strategy that you're trying to grow in your mindset and achieving it? So you actually begin to trust yourself that you can achieve things. And so you start really small, it might be something like, wake up at 5am, 6am, something like, or, you know, setting a morning routine. And so you begin with one habit that you're going to work on, and you start sticking to it and it and you work through the things that get in the way because you're not going to be able to do it every day. And then the, the self talk. So you don't beat yourself up for not doing it. But you say, Okay, what got in the way today? What can I do different to set myself up for tomorrow? And when you begin to do it consistently, you build trust with yourself, you build confidence, and it's a muscle confidence. We're not born with that. And so when you begin to build that over time, then the 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 habits and the risk taking that you're willing to take get bigger and bigger with time because you then build that trust that you will achieve those things. Okay, got it. I like that. Starting small. I was just talking about that this week um, with somebody else who was on the podcast, John Bourgeois, and he was saying you have to build those small wins. And I'm noticing this theme every day. Everybody's saying you have to build those small wins and you have to monitor your progress. But I think one of the things when it comes to building small wins and tracking like, oh, did I do that today? Yes or no. What happens is there's a lot of judgment that comes with if I am going to analyze my result, like what I'm doing, am I doing it or not doing it? And why am I not doing it? I think the reason why people don't do it and then don't track, you know, their, their progress is because mm -hmm. they're like, but if I mess up, I'm going to feel so bad about myself mm -hmm. and they don't mm -hmm. want to face that. And they just kind of want to almost distract themselves or not, not have to look at that. Right. So I, and this is something to like every um, step of the way in my entrepreneurship journey, I've always, it, it you can't build the confidence unless you are willing to do the small things, mess up, look back at it, see how you can do it better next time. And then confidence comes each time you do those scary things. So how, when, when we are getting stuck in, I don't want to face, I don't want to track that stuff. I don't want to commit myself to a morning ritual or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say to that? I think it begins to really start in your mind, like you having the opportunity to unpack and maybe getting professional help. Like that's even me, myself, as a mental health professional, as a woman, as an immigrant, like I have all these limiting beliefs that I came in with. And 14 years as a professional mental health didn't, I still got stuck. So you, you, it's okay to ask for help. I went to therapy. And then after processing whatever my own trauma was and emotional um, triggers that I continued to have that got in the way, I had to work on that in therapy for some time. And then I went on to hiring um, a results coach and then a business coach and a life coach because I had, I, I had kind of really faced my pain and my triggers. And then once that was released, I was able to really drop into the growth mindset to continue to push myself into the places that I knew I could go to thereafter. So for folks who are struggling, it's okay to ask for help. I think at some point you have to just realize that it's okay. You might not be able to do it right now on your own and to see where you're at. It's all about knowing where you are and then what do you need? Because if you continue to see the same consistent pattern, year after year, you have the same goal, like we just had a new year, right? And I bet a lot of people are setting intentions. Um, and if you hate New Year's resolutions, my guess is it's because you have the same ones happening over and over. And you just got disheartened over time. And you're like, Oh, I don't even want to set another New Year's resolution, because you you've had the experience that you've disappointed yourself because you didn't do them. So it doesn't become fun anymore. And and so at that point, if you've had years of the same goals, 
that aren't being achieved. At some point, life is so short, which is always the, the my my why. Um, go seek help and get the support you need so you can start on your dream and make it your reality quicker because it can happen. It's not impossible for anybody. Yeah, seeking help outside of your, sometimes outside of your current family and friends mm -hmm. because they can bring their biased beliefs in too, right? So I really like what you said about finding a coach or finding a therapist or, or whatever it is you need. Um, and, and you'll build up from there and start to get more self-aware about what you do need. Because sometimes I think too, people don't know what's holding them back or they can't play, place their finger on it. They don't know why they're not doing their new year's resolutions, for example. Um, so I think that that's a great piece of advice. And when somebody asks for help, I, I also think there's sometimes this in our, there's a lot of things I feel in our culture that are badges of honor that shouldn't be badges of honor and, and, or, or sh there's shame around certain things that there shouldn't be shame around. So for example, getting help, people might think, well, you're crazy or, or like, what's, why would you need somebody to like babysit you if you hire a coach or like, you know, that kind of stuff. And how does somebody who's like, I, I feel like I need help, but I also feel like ashamed of that. What would you say to them? I mean, <clears throat> that right there is another limiting belief and, and something that we have prescribed as a culture that asking for help means it's a sign of weakness or that something's wrong with you. Instead of it being like, oh, this is actually a roadmap. This is actually a shortcut to get to me living my best life, me achieving my dreams, me accomplishing my goals. So it, it, if we begin to sh shift our perspective, and I think as a society, we're beginning to see at a more uh, bigger level that mental health has an impact on people. And it's been very stigmatized for so long. And wellness has been, you know, this kind of like, oh, it's just woo woo stuff. It's those it's for those people only who are just, you know, a new age spirituality when really we're beginning to see, no, this is actually their strategy. And when you have a strategy and you have a diag, for example, when you go to the doctor and you're sick, right, or you broke a bone, there's a roadmap to your healing. They put a cast on, they they do the x-rays, they figure out your healing plan so that you can, you know, begin to heal that bone. You can begin to heal whatever symptoms that you're coming in to see the doctor, why not the same thing for your mind, which is the most powerful thing to drive anything in your life forward. So to go seek help, because your friends and family, again, they're operating off their own limiting beliefs. So they're only seeing and giving advice from their perspective of what they've achieved, or what they what they're going through their own trauma that they maybe haven't even faced yet, or their own fears that they're putting on you. So they're going to likely give you advice from that place. And that likely isn't what you need to get to where you want to go. And there's an emotional tie and connection with your friends and family. And I hear the same thing from all of my clients. The first question I ask when I see them, why are you here? What brought you in? Like maybe nine out of 10 people will always tell me, I, I can't keep going to my friends and family. I'm not getting the what I need. And I need some unbiased support at this point. Or I'm looking for a roadmap and no one else in my, you know, uh, network or circle can understand and support me in this. And and I don't want to put that on them. And then there's this level of like, I don't want to be a burden. So so asking for help and, and investing in yourself, I see it again as a perspective shift. When you begin to invest in yourself, you're you're really taking that time to create what you want your life to be and what better thing than than that yeah yeah it makes sense so it, it sounds like you really first of all the um the reason why we're talking about this mindset thing is because it's the roots of everything you do and say and and will achieve in your life right your thoughts create what you decide to do or not do today right so and, and also there's this big thing like i have to feel like it before i can actually do something. So I want to shift a little bit to talking more about 
um, the mindset behind getting out of your own way in your business and taking big, what might be called scary, um, money generating, manifesting, massive action. Okay. Because I think you have to work through most people think they can just wake up tomorrow, start over and jump right into massive action, doing all the things, stop procrastinating, et cetera. But I think what you're saying is get help, work it out, figure out the root cause. Where did this come from? Why are you still doing it? Right. And then you're going to be freed up to do the massive action. Is that kind of on track? hundred percent. Yeah. There's okay. a great quote that sums it up that says, if you believe you can or believe you can't, you're halfway there either way. So that mm -hmm. that is so true in actual practice in your day to day. Yeah, totally. So what were some of the things um, for you that you had to start working into your day or also um, let go of or not do in order to start moving your business forward and um manifesting, if you will, the <laughs> goals that you want to achieve? Yeah, I mean, I had to first face my own limiting beliefs that I come from a background where I don't have anyone in my immediate family that started a business. And, you know, it was always you work for somebody else. And the times that someone did in my family, it didn't yield to this, you know, this, this consistent, successful uh, roadmap that I got to see growing up. So I, I didn't believe it was possible. And so for me as a woman and, and, you know, there was a plan of you go to school, you find a good job, you stay comfortable in that. And there's the security there that comes with it. So I, you know, had all that I ended up, you know, imagine 14 years of investing in getting my license as a therapist, going to school, grad school, you know, acquiring my hours, taking my exam, then coming out of grad school and securing a job, work all the way up to a six figure salary, I'm comfortable. And then I walk away from it all. And I said, Nope, okay, now it's time to do me. But the four years prior, I was working on my own trauma of having lost, I had lost my sister at that point to breast cancer at an early age. And so the just the trauma that I sort of just personally took on from that. And I had to work that out in therapy. And, and you know, when you're depressed, which I was, and then you're a therapist who's, if you ask for help, it felt like it was it was almost taboo why would I see somebody if I'm a therapist myself like how to let go of some of that and you don't necessarily have to be a therapist to have that that mindset you you know again we talked about our culture in general asking for help is so taboo so me just coming to a place where I had to work on my I had to acknowledge I was depressed I had to acknowledge that I was sick of just wasting my life and I wanted to and I knew deep down I was able to do more. And I wasn't investing in myself enough to let go of those things that were getting in my way. So going to therapy, and then hiring a coach, and then I began to really see my limiting beliefs, which I realized, oh, I'm just so comfortable in my job in my salary and to do the scary thing feels terrifying. And I don't know if I trust myself yet to do that. And at that point, I was right. I, I, I don't I couldn't do the things I'm doing now two years ago. I had to work up to trusting myself. And so it started with the morning habit, right? Mm -hmm. Waking up at 5am. And I told myself I would meditate and begin to manifest and, and start to even visualize what do I want to do that would equal me working for myself? What does that even look like? I haven't even spent time doing that. So I did that I began to work out and that sometimes when you mentioned your your mind won't always be the thing that wakes up motivated to do it so you actually have to do something with your body so energy is motion so I would actually have to at times just pay attention to where I was at if my mind wasn't really in the in the right mindset then I had to move my body and then that would create a, an energy right natural endorphins are released and so 
it was kind of like a puzzle piece, just beginning to understand myself more, that self-awareness and create a strategy and a plan of creating action steps that I began to actually meet. And then I got more confident and I took more leaps and risks along the way, which led me to where I am now, you know, hosting international retreats. And my first one got sold out. And I was like, oh my God, yes, now I'm ready for my next retreat, which I'm planning in Spain in October. So all of these things just begin to, they they manif manifest an action. Um, those two things together, you nothing else can really get in the way. Love it. Yeah, if you believe that, if you believe that if you just keep taking action and you're in the right energy zone, it will work for you. <laughs> and um, I love, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your sister and that I can't even imagine. Um, now, the fact that you've been able to build yourself back up from that and have the courage to ask for help shows a lot of resilience and a lot of strength. And the also, yay, Okay, so I'm just summarizing because I want to um, ask you a lot of questions. So with the retreat, yay for selling that out. Awesome. Um, and tell our listeners, because I know, so they're going to go home and they're going to start a habit of some kind or start a morning ritual or start something that's going to build their confidence up. They're going to do it even on the days they might not feel like it because that's how we build our confidence within ourselves and keep the promises we make to ourselves. You also have to remember you generate the feelings. You can generate any feeling at any time through moving your body, through meditating, through picking something to do that generates a certain feeling, right? And visualizing, etc. And then let's talk about the actual action part. So when it comes to taking action to sell out your retreats, for example, Tell our listeners, what are the top things that you had to get in order and do consistently to be able to do that? Yeah, I had to really get uh, wise and focused about my time. And the strategy that I used, because you have to, action takes up time and energy. So I had to create the energy, which I at that point had, and then I had to look at my schedule and see, okay, where am I fitting this additional, you know, creating a international retreat? What are all the things and, and where do I even begin? So I looked at my time and then what helped me the most is you, we all have 168 hours in a seven day week. And I really started to break those 168 hours down X amount of, hours are for sleep. For example, if I'm sleeping seven hours a night, seven times seven, 49 hours, right? I'm, I'm going to have to subtract that from my 168. And then I just did that with everything that I do. So how much of my time is going to be towards my business and planning this retreat? Then from that point, I really had to stay disciplined and had to start saying no, which is so hard for someone like me, as Oprah has coined it for me, as it's the disease to please. I say yes. And and I get pulled in all these different uh, directions. And then I never left, I, I didn't end up getting the time I needed for my business to grow. And so beginning to say no and getting to have to work through the guilt that comes with that, again, another mindset thing. Uh, but once I started to do that and stay disciplined and focused and really break down my big goal into week to week strategies, it just started to fall into place. What are the things I needed? I started to look at other people who were doing these and I was like, well, I can do that. If they can do it, I can do it too. At that point, I felt really confident in myself that I'm, I don't know all the ways and the pieces, but I know how to figure it out. And I'm determined to figure it out. I think that that hunger, um, your why, you, you won't wake up motivated every day, but whatever your why is, to do the thing that you want to do, whether it's to shed the weight, whether it's to travel the world, whether it's to start your own business, whether it's to, I mean, whatever your, your, your passion and your dream is that you want to manifest, your why it, it should bring you to your knees. Um, it should be the thing that gets you out of bed every day and 
you know, have it close to your heart, write it somewhere visually, like being very strategic around that. And it will happen. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So first of all, um, I like the idea. I've, I've done time audits on myself where I, you know, use toggle or an app to time myself and then look back and be like, whoa, why did I spend so many hours on this? And um, that's been really helpful. But I like the idea also of working backwards from just the 168 hours a week. That's really a good idea. Um, the other thing when it comes to the why piece, um, this is so important because I talk to so many coaches who say they really want this to be their full-time job. They really want to live the freedom lifestyle and schedule their own schedules. And they really want to be on podcasts or start their own or whatever. And they're so, you know, we, we talk about why that, why that is for them. What's, you know, what's their big impact they want to make. Right. And then something like, well, okay, so are like if you knew you could get to X, Y, and Z just by following certain steps and taking action and breaking down the time and putting it in and figuring it out and piecing things together, et cetera, like, okay, like, would you do that? And they're, yes. Then here's what happens. Well, but I, I, I don't know if my, uh, it's, I don't know, it's expensive. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend, my evenings doing anything. Um, I, I like all the reasons why they can't do it or why they're no longer. It's like everything they just said was pushed to the wayside because they're like, well, but my husband might not be right. And I get it. Like there's always going to be things that you have to adjust if you're going to make room to start your own business. Of course, of course, you're going to have to reallocate your time. Of course, you're going to have to say no to more things. Of course, you're going to have to probably spend some time, I mean, and money, um, right? So I get almost frustrated because I know, because first of all, I know how, I know that it requires a lot of work. And I know that you have to look at your life. And, and I always say like entrepreneurship and parenthood are the two best um, personal development courses <laughs> you could ever participate in, right? And so I know that that requires you to like look inward and be like, well, if I'm going to start a business, I have to start saying no to like X, Y, and Z, or I have to start like putting myself out there and it's really scary, etc. But what frustrates me is like, I the why is so powerful for them. And yet, then when it comes to actually doing it, like, and this goes back to to New Year's resolutions as well, you might be, you really want something and feel all excited about your goals. And then it's not so fun when you start the process sometimes. It's not so cool to look at your limiting beliefs and be like, oops, I have to, or your excuses or your, um, you know, people that maybe are draining your energy and you have to evaluate, do I want to continue this relationship? Like, it's a lot. It, it's scary. And you might feel like it's not this smooth pass, path. And I also think we glamorize the process mm-hmm. on social media and, you know, all of that. And so I don't know where I'm going with this. I just am saying a mini rant that I think if you want something, you will have to adopt the attitude that you will figure it out. I can figure this out. So-and-so is able to do it. I, you know, I'm good at X, Y, and Z. I can start to leverage those skills. The next logical step might be X. Five ways I could solve this problem is X. Like, I think people don't, um, it, you have to start somewhere. You have to start small and you have to look for the evidence, just like you said before. Well, if so and so can do it, I can do it. And I think sometimes people lose sight of that as soon as it comes to the time to roll up their sleeves and actually start and get messy. Then they're like the why's the why and why it's important to me go out the window. Yeah, <laughs> I love that soapbox a hundred percent. I was just like my my head was starting to hurt because I was just nodding <laughs> like yes, all of that. Um, I I and I completely relate and empathize with anyone who is struggling and saying I can't, I can't. I said I can't 
I mean, my husband is like probably my best witness and friend to this that I would say I can't and I would complain for years, <laughs> for years, not even months, for years. And it takes a while. That mindset shift is no joke. That perspective, that confidence building is no joke. It, that's the thing that is going to set you up for success. And my why was, even though I knew why I was doing it for me, I saw my sister take her last breath at 36 years old. And that was horrifying. I'm 36 years old now. And so my why was, I'm going to die one day. How do I want my life to be? Do I want to continue to stay miserable, Netflix and chill all day in bed, go to this job that I have the Sunday blues and yeah, I'm, and I was finally making enough money where I was like, oh, I live a comfortable life, but why am I still miserable and not happy? My why would return back to my sister. And that would be the thing that even on the hardest days, they, it wasn't motivating enough at times. But I had to go, I had to get so sick of myself. I think for everyone that looks different, you might just not be there yet. It's okay. I had my why was my conviction, but I was still, still had, ex, you know, they are excuses. You don't see them right now as such. And I would actually get angry at anyone who would tell me that I was, you know, playing the victim mindset or I was making excuses. I mean, my husband would tell me that all the time. And I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand my life. You don't understand my struggle. Um, and I just wasn't ready for it yet. And so that's just might might be it. And you have to go get the help and work on your mindset. Maybe that's the trigger that you, even though you have your why and you're feeling frustrated day after day, you're not getting to it. It's your mindset. You need to go get support. Maybe get that therapist, get that coach, go to a live seminar, read a book, consume freak podcasts, YouTube. And there's a story out there where we're all mirrors for each other, whatever, if you're a parent, if you're a person of color, if you're an immigrant, if there is someone out there that has an autobiography, that has a documentary, that has something related to your story that you can look at and mirror and say, oh, okay, they did it. I, I can start doing it too. And slowly with time, your why will come back and you're in that mindset where you're like, I'm done. I'm sick of myself making excuses and not believing in myself. And I'm ready for a change. And that's what it came down for me. At some point, I just hit a wall where I was like, enough is enough. I'm tired of my own BS. I need to get my <laughs> get myself up and figure this out. And I did. And I'm still doing yeah. it. It's it's a constant it's constant work and it's and it's exhausting and it's not glamorous. But I also now wouldn't do, live my life any other way. Yeah, absolutely. I I I agree with you. I do understand why people stop themselves because I do it too all the time. Every every new level, you're going to have a new block. Every new ceiling you break through, the next thing you're going to have new problems, new mindset limitations. And I think that uh, it's just there's two categories. There's there's two categories in my mind, but then there's a third category that I think people sit in and wallow in, and then that's the worst one. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> so there's the category of, I'm going to break through this, this ceiling. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to be able to figure it out. I know it's not going to be easy. I know I'm going to move forward messy. I know I'm going to have days I don't do it. It's okay. It's all good. I'm just taking the journey, and I'm going to figure it out. Then there's a category of, I am choosing to not focus on this right now because I don't feel ready or because I need to take a pause and do some mental health work or because I need it's not the season of my life right now or whatever. And you're owning that choice. You're not beating yourself up for it. You're not like, I'm a bad person because I'm choosing not to focus on this right now. Because, you know, we all have things that sometimes we just need a shift or a detour or a pause and that's okay. And then there's this third category. And this is the category where I feel like, you don't want to be in. And it's, I want to move forward. I want this. I'm willing to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also going to beat myself up and give all the reasons why I can't do it. And I'm going to have both and both split energies going on. And that's where I feel like, you don't, 
either choose you're going to do it and figure it out and be messy and slow and if you have to whatever you got to do or choose to not do it and own that choice and come back to it later and yeah right so do whatever you got to do to get build your confidence and experience yeah. to feel confident to do it so um i just feel like we make things so much harder for ourselves when and, and why the work that you do is so important is because we're carrying this slud with us that's heavy and exhausting of limiting beliefs, self-doubt, et cetera, while trying to commit ourselves and, and like say we're all in. And it's this split, like it's exhausting to have that resistance and being pulled in both directions. Yeah. I mean, you can't do both. You That's where you you exhaust yourself and you make yourself sick. You get I would argue you're likely getting tension headaches, you're getting stomach aches, you're not able to sleep well, you're you're just in a constant state of agony where you're if you're in that split state. I love that you broke it down in those really just just so brilliantly in these three categories. And if you're in that split mindset, you're you're going to have to make a choice which way you want to go and it's okay to pause and it's just it's about knowing where you are. And if you're split right now, Maybe choose the latter and, and and stay with the idea of working on unpacking, like pausing and resting and investing in taking care of your mind, body and spirit, your soul, your um, and whatever that needs to look like for you to get the healing, the, the rest, the clarity and just make that choice. If you're in that split role, I would almost almost say like default back to, you know what, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to put this thing right here on pause. I'm going to go work on myself and wherever you at in your life journey with that, go invest in either, you know, taking some uh, time away, maybe going on a retreat, maybe um, investing in a coach, going to a therapist, listening to a podcast, just have a plan. Maybe say just for one month, I'm just going to rest, put this thing on pause and come back to it because I'm. I can't keep running myself into the ground. It's not helpful. Um, I live in analogies and like metaphors and quotes. And it, there's one that I always return back to and it's called sharpen your ax. So there's two people They're you know, they're in competition to just uh, cut this tree down in the forest. And one of them is cutting the tree and they're not stopping and they're almost done. They're at the end to, get this tree down. The other person says, you know what? I'm halfway there, but I'm so tired. I'm actually going to go sharpen my ax, get some water, rest, and come back to this. The person who they were competing with is like, you're crazy. You're going to go rest when I'm about to beat you right now. And so the person is like, okay, I'm going to ignore you, goes, sharpens their ax, rests, drinks water, comes back, and the story goes that they end up actually being the person who cut down the tree first, right? And so I always say, go sharpen your axe. If you're in that split place, go sharpen your axe. You're actually going to come back and be much more effective, much more clear, and much more ready and rested to take action on the thing that you've been wanting to do. You're not effective if you haven't done that yet. You're that person who's in that forest still trying to cut down. And the other person who went in invested in their rest and sharpened their axe and came back and was ready, you know, think about it in that. I, I live in those like analogies and quotes and that, love, that helped me. Yeah. I love that. It, it gave yourself permission to go sharpen your axe. Yes. <laughs> sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to rest. And one of the things that I was really hard for me when I was trans. So um, I sing on the weekends in a cover band and um, it's a lot of fun, but summer is like summer to fall to slash like spring is, is our busy time, right? January, February is like our rel more relaxed time. And it was really hard for me in the beginning to be like, I have to run my own business and do all this other stuff and be in this band and like be a good friend and like, be a good family member, all the things. and. I was putting so much pressure on myself. I was just like falling apart. And I realized there's going to be seasons to my year. Here's how my year is going to work. January, February, I'm going to be pushing my 
business, my marketing, all of that stuff, all in all the time. Same with fall. I can do that. And year round, I love my business so much that honestly, I like doing it. So it's all good. But those are more of my, my push periods because I have more time to focus on those things. Summer, I'm giving myself permission on the weekends to completely focus on the band. I'm, I know during the summer, I give myself permission to see my friends less often. <laughs> because I need to recover and I'm an introvert. Uh, I give myself permission to, you know, block out my time during the week and focus on the things that are most important for my business and maybe focus a little less on my launches and stuff during that time, et cetera. And I, I, it wasn't until I sat down and actually was like giving myself permission to do those things. And, and also like being realistic with yourself about when you need to sharpen your ax. Like I will, because you can come at your work, you can get in such a, a grind and realize like, oh my God, I'm so tired and I'm making a lot of errors. Like I'm making a lot of mistakes. I'm typos <laughs> all out though. Um, maybe you have a little short temper and that's no way to function and that's no way to do good work. And so um, I think it's important to know that even recovery time is is important. It is part of the process. It's not black or white it's included in your lifestyle it has to be um so i love the axe example and i love the idea that slow is smooth and smooth is fast that's a quote from i don't know who but it's always stuck with me because it's like sometimes you have to slow down to come back and be stronger and speed up your results um the other thing with the the I want to talk about the soul part where you're saying you have to like fill up your soul. Um, I have a mentor who's amazing, like one of the like seven figure business owner coach, amazing. And she was like, you first of all, if you're not like what percent of your day are you filling your own cup and like restoring your energy and and doing things you enjoy? And sometimes when she, when she asked me that question, there was like, I was in a period of like feeling a little burnt out and I was like, Oh, not that much. And, and so when you shift that around, she's like, you're going to be so much more plugged in, like charged to do better work. And the other thing though, that she said, because this is something that I was, um, after she said that I was feeling guilty for loving my work so much and working a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back and I was like, I'm like loving this. I'm like so lit up. I'm so energized. I'm working on this new course, all this, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm just like so excited. And then I'm like, but uh, like, I'm like, but I'm working a lot. Oh no, I'm supposed to embody this person who works like four hours a week. <laughs> Cause that's like the picture that everybody wants, right? This whole passive income automated business thing. And I'm like, Oh crap, like maybe I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> she's like, no, like give don't feel ashamed for working hard. And she's also like, nobody's and this is what drove I did this social media post yesterday about like how you need to not feel like just know what you're signing up for when you start a business. There is gonna be uptimes, downtimes, roller coaster, all the things. Um, and she was like, Listen, everybody I know and who I surround myself with, and even myself, we are working our butts off behind the scenes and nobody's showing it and because nobody would want to do any entrepreneurial activities if you saw the journey right so she was saying like no it's okay to have both it's okay to have seasons in your life and make a conscious choice of when you're turning off when you're not etc be deliberate about it own it and don't add extra baggage like i feel bad for loving my work or i feel bad for taking the summer off or whatever it is right um, so again, sorry, I get off on a rant. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm really like passionate right now. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's so true. That season, like I worked my, you know, I, I just launched my own podcast. And before I did that, I would just see podcasts. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That that looks, you know, I didn't realize how much work it actually takes for someone to create a podcast and all the behind the scenes work. And that's just one area in growing, you know, your business or putting your thing out there until I actually did it. And then I was like, wow, I was up. I mean, just even just the other day up till 2am. Cause I'm also 
I'm working other places that are paying the bills. And so everything else outside of that, it's, it's staying up till 2am to figure out this podcast thing. Why isn't it up on iTunes yet? What is, you know, happening, uh, you know, on this editing thing for it. And it's all the little things. And then once I launched it, I was like, I had already planned, uh, uh, that day once it was uploaded, I went and treated myself to a massage and I did almost, you know, nothing in the sense of like, I just rested. I read a book, I meditated, I responded to a few people and saying like, thank you for supporting. But that day of the launch, I had already forethought, like, I need to give myself like a, a moment of pause and rest. And that permission that I loved it. I mean, I, I loved staying up till two. I actually couldn't even go to sleep because I was that much like, ex- like in love and excited with what I was doing. And it's my baby. I was like really taking care of it. And once I took care of it, I had to go take care of myself. And so what you said and your coach said, like exactly that permission to just do what you need for you to fill up your soul because it's exhausting. And, and it, and it's okay to say that it's exhausting. It's, it's a good tired. It's not, you know, like parents, you know, I, I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of my friends who are, they're like, yeah, it's exhausting to be a parent, especially to a newborn and, you know, baby's crying and you you have to feed it. You have to, you know, this, this, this baby is surviving on you taking care of it. And then in the in-between time, you know, you're maybe finding the spaces to go rest or shower, do something. And that time is so precious and sacred. Um, and you have to have it, you know, so the same way this entrepreneurial journey, find the times and the spaces to go sharpen your axe. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to take care of yourself. Yes, that's so good. And two things that I noticed that I really liked hearing in that. Um, first of all, it's there is such a thing as a good tired. Have you ever know, like when you hit your head at the pill this week, Monday through Wednesday, I was like, oh, Freaking! It was like a new level for me. And then Thursday and Friday, I'm like regrouping, reorganizing, slowing down, etc. But it was like a good type of tired. And the beauty of being in entrepreneurship is you can choose when you do those things. Like Thursday, Friday, I'm gonna get organized, do some back end creative stuff. Gonna like shut myself down a little bit. Monday through Wednesday, I'm gonna like fire through. Right. So it's it's great for you too. Like you were riding that energy that you had. At 2 a.m., <laughs> which you know might go against the rule that you need a routine and you have to be perfect yeah. and you have to go to bed at yeah. 10 p.m., etc. Yeah. But it was it worked it's for reality. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the second thing I liked about what you said, and I think that all entrepreneurs need to adopt, is that you're saying, you know, I'm doing other projects right now to just pay the bills as well, right? Mm-hmm. And I will never even I think there's a stigma as well of like you're an entrepreneur and you're doing other things. People are like, oh, like you're not you're not focused or you're not like taking enough risk. No, no, no. I will never be against if I need to find something else ever in my future. If something happens to the economy or if something, you know, I don't know, my passion shifts or whatever, I will never be against finding something to to do that and feel ashamed about it. And I think sometimes people have shame or like, I need to quit my job to be like all these entrepreneurs who like say that they quit their job, travel the world and do all this stuff. I just think you can't, it, it, it's important to stay humble and be like, I just want to do my life's work, whatever that form that takes place and not be like above, above, you know, <laughs> needing to, to do other things if things shift. Yeah, you have to be practical, you have to exactly know where you are, and be like, bring yourself to be humble about it. And, you know, I knew where I was at, I'm not ready to do that full time. I have other things, the other things that I'm doing are the things that are, you know, the actual financial ways that I can invest into my business for it to grow, like hiring a mentor, a business coach, like getting a massage so I can feel refreshed and rejuvenated, like having a gym membership. And so I have a plan, right? It's the long game. It's investing in the long game. You know, Tony Robbins says it best. People overestimate what they'll do in a year, but people underestimate what they'll do in a decade. 
So we just entered a new decade. So think of 2010 to 2020. What did you do with that time? That time went by regardless. But in the day to day, what did you do with it? And what do you have to show for it? And now you have an opportunity to go from 2020 to 2030. And for me, I'm in the long game. I've already envisioned what 2030 is for me. But I know where I'm at today in 2020 as a newbie entrepreneur who is still shedding limiting beliefs and is still investing and doing things now that is bringing in income where I'm like, I can see the potential of this and this will be my full-time life mission that is the thing that funds my life but is also serving my higher purpose and calling that I believe is that for me. And I don't imagine that it's going to happen overnight. And when I think we think that can happen and we see it happen on social media, it's such a false reality. And I like the fake news, <laughs> you know, there's so much fake news out there. You have to dig in the truth for yourself. Get real with where you're at and put, you know, eat a spoon of humbleness <laughs> and stay there and grind it out and just celebrate your wins along the way and invest in the long run. And, you know, if you look for those quick wins, I mean, it took me just, you know, two years to work on my mindset. Yeah. And along the way, I did things like little habit changes. But now I'm finally in a place where those two years in investment in myself got me to sell out an international retreat that I'm so excited and passionate about. And now I'm working on the second one and working somewhere else that also aligns with what I love doing is the thing that's helping me pay the deposit up front to sign the contract to have this retreat in Bali and have this retreat in Spain. That takes money. That money doesn't just come mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And so I, I have gratitude over the other things that I'm doing because, and I'm, you know, I have pride over them and I'm grateful for them. And at some point I will step away from those things, but it's not right now. It's not today. And that's okay. Yes. Love that. Not right now. Not today. And that's okay. All right. Let's make <laughs> that <out>. a talk. <laughs> um, yes. And now the last question that I want to, and, and gratitude too is huge. Like part of me too, the reason why I feel like I work so hard is because I feel so blessed to be able to, to be at a point in my life where like, I don't have three kids. I don't, uh, you know, yeah, I'm in the band, but <laughs> that's about, you know, like I, have more, this is the time of my life where I really want to be doing that, right? So um, anyways, I am with you on just feeling, coming from a, coming at your work and your life and your day-to-day -day stuff with this gratitude, like you're alive, you get this chance. We live in the best time in the world to have your own online business. I mean, there's so many tools and free things you can even look at to get you started and get you started making money online. Like, it's just a magical, mag magnificent slash magical time to be alive. And the other thing I want to say is um, I have one final question for you. I don't know how long it might take, but <laughs> what were some of the, when you uh, broke down your time, going back to that question, broke down your time to plan this retreat to, um, and we won't go, go into planning your retreat because actually people who are listening to this episode, there's an episode at HaleyRow.com slash retreat. And there's a retreat planning checklist in that show note page and it talks about planning your own retreat and marketing it. But with you, I want to talk about how did you what were some of the key things that sold out your retreat like that went on your calendar every week? It was promoting and marketing it and what my my results coach who helped me plan it told me very early on and I just kept that with me he said he said it's not enough to just build it and they will come you have to build it and invite them and they will come and so that stayed with me and it was you know I think when we kind of think about things that we want to do and put out into the world we create them and then expect people to just know about it I mean, there's algorithms, there's people are busy with their own day to day life. And so you have to start telling people what you're doing, you have to invite them to come. And so every day, every week, what was on my calendar was outreaching and inviting people to either share with their their own network that I'm hosting a retreat in Bali for eight women. And it's all about mind, body, spirit, spread the word. Um, 
if they have questions, I always had, you know, a quick response time to anyone who asked me questions about it. And that went on my calendar every single week. And every day I had a touch point with inviting people to come, whether that was in DMs or Instagram or Facebook or just personal friendships and people who began to, you know, half of the girls who are coming are word of mouth. It was like friends of friends who told other women that, hey, Adit is doing this retreat in Bali. I think you should come. And so build it invite them and they will come. And that's what I, that, that was sort of the mindset I went into with planning the retreat. It was, it was an invitation and how do I continue to grow this invitation uh, strategy? Yeah, no, that is so you're preaching to one of the people who always is helping my clients with their outreach and the how of that and what that looks like and how to not make it weird and who to reach out to and what audience, what timing, et cetera. And so I love that you said that because, and just on Tuesday, I was on another, this is so, my brain's trying to wrap up all these phrases that I keep hearing over and over again. And on Tuesday, I was on a podcast and I said, and and we were talking about, you can't, you have to actually invite them to come and, um, and, and like, uh, get them to want to come and then kind of build it more, (laughs) meaning get a feel for if it's actually going to sell first too. Mm-hmm. invite people, et cetera, then finish building it and, and then they'll come. Right. But, and so the build it and they will come have that, make sure people will come and then finish building it is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I love that you said, build them, build it, invite it, and then they'll come. Um, and I love that you made time every week to be connecting with your audience because, you know, even if you're using, um, paid marketing like Facebook ads, that's always a great way to to reach more people. But what for something that you're just getting started with and you have eight spots to fill, it feels it starts to feel doable when you're actually talking to people every day and your momentum builds, your confidence builds, you're like, okay, I have this person who said they might be interested, this person who I talked to yesterday. Like it it part of it too, I think, opens your mindset to be like, I'm gonna sell this out. Cause yeah, you're, I mean, you're in it yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. And people will buy from people they know, like, and trust and you build reliability. People begin to rely on you because you're consistent. You've built that, that, that mindset that I have to be consistent, no matter who, how many likes you get, how many comments you get, how many views you get, people are watching. They might not be liking, they might not be commenting, but you're staying consistent no matter what. And that's that piece you had. I, for me, it was like, Oh, no one's watching. No Right. I had to get over that and be like, okay, no, this is about consistency. And I need to, that's for me to build. And me just doing that built a reliable, like, oh, Adita's reliable. She's going to show up every day and talk about things that bring me value. And now she's hosting a retreat. I want to learn more about it. And then I engage with them and I, I truly am passionate about it. So that's not, you know, that's not hard for me to do. I, I can talk about healing and retreats and, and, you know, all of that all day with somebody. So once people asked me about it, we stayed engaged in that conversation and showed up every day for it. And, and then it got, you know, eight women signed up and we're leaving in May. Like it's it's totally doable. Yes. I love it. And okay. Reinforcing nobody knows everything about you as much as you think that they know about you. And nobody's thinking about you as much as you think that they're thinking about you. (laughs) So if you put out a post once and think people are going to see it and you're afraid to share it to other platforms because you know that everybody already saw it on Instagram, for example, please stop doing that. Nobody's paying attention to us (laughs) unless we stop them in their scroll and we hit them at different times and we're constantly excited about what we're offering, et cetera. So um, thank you for that exciting final note about how you are just building the relationship. You love talking about the retreats because it's your, your thing. Um, and for bringing so much support for women out there who need to fill up their soul, overcome limiting beliefs, and get themselves ready to take the next steps in their lives that maybe they've been um, putting off. Yeah, thank you so much, Haley. This is a lot of fun. It's something I'm so passionate about and 
could talk all day about it. So if anyone's interested to stay connected and learn more, I'm always available yes. for more of that. And it's Edit. Edit, yeah. Edit. Okay. Okay. So tell them where to find you online and connect. Yeah, the best place right now is probably my website because it'll link you to my podcast, my Instagram, my Facebook, and uh, the retreat that we're doing in Spain in October. So it's aditc.com, www.eiditc.com. And it'll have all my things, do individual life coaching uh, online, have the retreats and the podcast. So all the things are there. Yay, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, and we will talk soon. Okay, thank you, Haley. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to get your free gift over at HaleyRowe.com by joining my email list. And remember, you can always connect with me and other health coaches in the Health Coach Nation free Facebook group where I post trainings and videos on how to take your health coaching business to the next level. Can't wait to connect with you. Have an awesome day.